0: I tried writing something, didn't work out, and then I was like, "All right, well, let's just do it. We're gonna do it with the old room mill theme right here on Alaska Fox." everyone, my name is Joe Batance, and I am the host of Rulaska Thoughts. I usually do it with a co-host. We haven't been doing it with a co-host so far, but that's going to be changing very soon. Like I said at the top of the show, I wasn't going to do an episode of Rulaska Thoughts this week. Now, that, that wasn't for lack of trying, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I actually wrote, in fact, I have it right here somewhere, actually. Uh, I wrote. I, ha- I hand wrote an entire. Um, uh, maybe I'll read it. Actually, hold on. Not now. I mean, after the break. But I hand wrote. Yeah, here it is. I hand wrote. Oh, look at that! An entire. The the I wrote the entire Alaska thoughts. Um, and I started to type it out and edit it. And what we'll probably do today is I will read it. And then I'll just stop and talk and because and, I know there were edits I wanted to make or clarify things and, and whatnot. Because when I started to rewrite it, I think I've talked about this on some other show. What happened – this is this is the way I've been writing things lately – is I saw a video uh, with Neil Gaiman, the author Neil Gaiman, about – someone asked about his writing process or the, – the, actually the, the actual question of the video was how different is your final draft from your first draft? And in that he Neil Gaiman explained his writing process. And, I, and what, what he said really resonated with me. And I've been doing this ever since. And what he said was he actually hand writes his first draft. He writes it longhand. And then he types it into a computer. Um, There were reasons why he hand wrote it. We won't get into that. But he was saying that when he types it into a computer, that invariably he lands up doing the editing he would be doing anyway. Because as he types, he goes, oh, I don't like that. Or "This is, I can get rid of this and this and that. And then whatever he types into the computer, he sends off to his editor. And so for everything – I've been doing this for a while with different things. But everything that you've heard so far in Rulaska Thoughts that I've read – has been used that method in that I've handwritten it then typed it into a computer and I invariably edited it and then read what I edited uh what I wrote on the on Relasco thoughts. Well, what happened with this one is I handwrote it and I can already tell you what my problems were. I handwrote it and then I started to type it and I just didn't like what I had read. And one of the problems I had was You know, I just wrote whatever came to my mind, Uh, and I just let it go where it went. And I realized that when I hand wrote that, I made most of the piece I had written, like 60% of it, 70% of it was about me. It wasn't about the topic. It was about me and my life. And I don't know if anybody wants to hear about that. And so I was like, eh, stop. This is like on Sunday. I'm not going to do this. And then what happened was on like Tuesday or Wednesday, Tuesday, I think it was um, Robert Mata was like, so are we doing Rulaska thoughts this week? And I was like, Oh, I think I had said I would do it with him this week. And he wanted to do it on Wednesday. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds good. Cause I was like, that, that solves my problem. It solves my problem. Cause we can talk about the topic, but in conversation, I can sort of hit the highlights that I hit in the, in the written piece. And I can then just have a conversation. Well, scheduling-wise, so I just put it off until Wednesday, and then Wednesday afternoon, scheduling-wise, it didn't work out with me and Robert, and it just never got recorded. And I was like, oh, well, well then I guess we're not going to do Rulaska Thoughts. And then since then, I've gotten three people, including Nathan Patrick Brown, saying, where's Rulaska Thoughts? Why haven't you done Rulaska Thoughts? So I was like, well, I'll go on, and I'll do a bullshitty Rulaska Thoughts, and whatever. But now, look, look I told you, like, even very similar to the handwriting of the original piece— is I had one idea coming in here about what I would do, and then right here on the air, you saw it. I was like, okay, well, we'll actually read the goddamn thing, and we'll talk, and we'll have the conversation, and we'll just do a, we'll do a mix. We'll read, we won't read, we'll talk. I'll stop because I, I always remember. I think people like this. When Tracy Morgan read his autobiography for the audiobook, I believe he would read it and then he would stop and comment about what he had read. And I think maybe we'll do a little bit of that today. We'll see how successful it is. It may not be successful. It may not be successful. And it's one of these things that by the time we're talking about it, by the time you've heard this, the next episode has aired. But let's talk about some show business first. First of all, if you want extra content, if you want it with no commercials, someone just wrote on the Discord this week, and I agree with them, that the Afterthought Media content has been first rate in 2024. Top-notch, top-level content over at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. They are getting such incredible stuff. Uh, there's a sex ed show that's ex- uh, available to the exclusive tier and above. There's just between us, girls. There's you know drag race recap with no commercials. There, you know Rulaska thoughts when I decide to do it. There's been bonus content. There's been all kinds of stuff. And like I said, you can get all of that at Patreon.com/slash Afterthought Media. All right. So there's that. Next is I believe I should. I mean I should. Triple check with Robert. And if Robert listens to this and Robert hit me up, I believe Robert will be on Rulaska's thoughts starting next week because I believe I've done no fact checking here that, um, uh, UK versus the world two drops, uh, today, the day that this episode drops, uh, February 9th, I believe it drops. And Robert wants to cover uk versus the world too now we're not going to do a dedicated recap show for it it's going to be the way we did mexico it's going to be the way we did um some other show i can't remember what it was. australia down under i don't know some other show we did and we are going to fold it into uh rulaska thoughts so there will still be rulaska thoughts with a segment about uk versus the world too and that will be with roberto mata And we will be doing that on Rulaska Thoughts. Even though I think he said he didn't want to come on every week. I don't know. I have to triple check this with Robert. But there will be Rulaska Thoughts every week. And there will be coverage of UK versus the world, too. And that will start next week with Rulaska Thoughts. The other thing, too, is you can look forward to Rulaska Thoughts next week. Because, uh, you know, this week it's it's a doll design challenge. Just a little tea here is, you know, I had on the Mattel sisters uh, a few weeks ago because I was like, oh, well, you know, I want to have them on. It's a ball challenge. They're good at a ball challenge. And we had them on and Christian Ochoa was the guest co-host with us. And then I saw, you know, a couple of weeks ago that that this week's challenge was designed. The girls have to design a doll. And this is exactly what the Mattel sisters do for their work, for their career. So next week on Rulaska Thoughts, was going to be the normal recap show with me and Nathan, whoever the guest co-host is. But Rulaska Thoughts next week will be an in-depth discussion of the Doll Design Challenge with Natalie and Javi, the Mattel sisters. No Christian, though, just, M- just Natalie, Javi, and myself in a deep conversation about the Doll Design challenges. Oh, I don't know. We haven't watched it yet, but what worked, what didn't work, you can look forward to that next week. So, why don't we do this? Why don't we take a break? And when we come back, I'm going to read the thing that I wrote with things thrown in between, and uh, I'm gonna lead, I'm gonna read it live on the air, and we will do that uh, right after this. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What would I do for an extra hour in the day? I'll tell you. I want to write more. In a, in a, in a previous life, I uh, was a writer. Wanted to be a writer. All that jazz. You know, wrote things. And then it seems now that I podcast, which is a, a, a great creative outlet, by the way. I just write less, and well, I do write a lot. I just I don't know why I'm going on about this. I write less, I don't write creatively as much as I want to. Now it's mostly just writing about RuPaul's drag race or whatever is coming up for the show. And if I had an extra hour, I would spend it writing. And that's what I would do with an extra hour. That's what matters to me. But what matters to you? Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I have benefited very much from therapy, and it's helped me set priorities in my life. Hell, the reason I am a podcaster full-time is because of therapy. It helped me realize where my priorities were. And I benefited from therapy, and I think everyone can benefit from therapy, and that's why I think you should give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, it's designed to be convenient, it's designed to be flexible, and you can totally fit it in your own schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Drag Race today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Drag Race. And we are back. Like I said, I have the papers right here, uh, handwritten uh, that I wrote with. no Oh yeah, with oh yeah. Oh, see, there's even side notes of topics I want to write about that I never got to. See, that was the thing. When I see now, I remember when I was writing this, I go, "Oh, there was a side topic that I was like, I'll get to this later," and I never did. And then I didn't know how to work it back in. So we'll, like I said, we'll stop and we'll have. It's going to be a disjointed reading of this, but it will be a reading of this nonetheless. All right, here we go. Um, you know, I need to have the people got several so was one person who got kind of mad with the music uh, last week, but I no I didn't when I read it last week, I didn't have that music when I was talking. But now that I'm going to be doing this, I kind of want the music underneath me. So why don't we do it? All right. I was a little surprised when I reworded... Oh, no. When I re... I'm sorry. See, I'm, re- I'm handwriting. I was a little surprised when I recorded this past episode of uh, Recap. Both of my co-hosts were surprisingly harsh on Megami and her tears for for being... Oh, and her... Okay. Guys, this is what you're going to get because I'm reading handwriting. Uh both of my co-hosts were surprisingly harsh to Megami and her tears for being chosen last. I was surprised because both of these people are kind and sensitive people. Before I come off as uh castigating them for their hot take, I should be upfront and say that I think they were trying to guess what I what my take on the, the um moment would be and were trying to lob a slow pitch to me to go off on a rant the truth of the matter was i was very i very much felt Nagami's pain but before we get into that i think it's important that i admit my own flaws up front because i think both my flaws and insecurities directly um contribute thank you to my overall opinion i'm going to stop right here so this is the part where I go off on a huge thing about my history. And I think I instead of reading it, because I know what my history is. Um I'm gonna I'm going to just sort of uh talk about it off the cuff, because I know what my history is. Let me see how far it goes and where it goes to. Okay, I see where it is. Alright. So here's the thing. Now this is not reading, this is me just talking about it, because you know, I'm to try to read my own handwriting. So Here's one of my flaws, is I'm very clicky by nature. I'm just a clicky person. It's not something I'm super self-conscious about or self-aware about. But I I mean, I'm self-aware and I know about it. But in the moment, I'm not self-aware. So whenever I go places, I will just form a little click. I've been like this since I was in high school. And one of the things that I realized while handwriting this... This is what's kind of great about handwriting these things. You can go off in these directions... Is I figured out why I was clicky. And I go through it in this written part. And the reason I'm clicky is I went to an all boys high school. Now, a lot of times people think and this, this is mostly true with kids our age, but it sometimes comes up as an adult is that I went to an all boys high school because I was gay. And the, the, it couldn't be further from the truth. All right. Uh, so some people think, oh, all boys high school are super gay. And it's the opposite. All boys high schools are just nothing but pure testosterone. They are completely disgusting. They're completely gross. The men are, because they have something to prove, because they're at an all boys high school, they're extra misogynistic. They're extra straight guy. They're straight guy on steroids, literally. And... I think what happens when you're at a co-ed school is that um, the presence of women curbs some of that testosterone. And so that that presence wasn't there. So it was actually very scary. I did not like it. And it forced me to retreat. And so what I talk about in here is that I talk about, I share some negative experiences that I had. Now, one of the things that I talked about was you know, I was personally never bullied, ever. I was never bullied. And I don't think it's because I'm special. I think it's because of actually my last name. Um, the, where the lockers were, we were in alphabetical order in the lockers. And everybody that was around, all the bees that were around me were like the cool jocks. And the football players and very, very popular. The guy right next to me was the ASB president when I, you know, when we we're seniors and I think it was the president of the class all the way through. And like, they were like the cool kids. And I think that protected me in a way also just again, by nature of my name and the way the classrooms were laid out. Um, I always were, was seated next to cool kids. And so I got to know them. what I'm saying is when people get to know you often, they they can't make you an other. And so I think that protected me, but I did witness some really scary things in person because that while I wasn't bullied, I hung out with the kids who were bullied and it forced me to retreat. Um, Like for instance, one of the scariest things that forced me to retreat permanently was I was hanging out with my friends and we weren't even like in a prominent area. We were somewhere like you could just sit wherever and, and eat your lunch. And um, one of the kids in my group was black and there weren't many black kids at the school and one of the awful kids came up to our table and shoved a banana in the black kid's face and said eat this you monkey and the, the black kid fought back and um, both of them were suspended I, it doesn't make any sense to me but whatever and ever since that day I would then I was like you know what I'm just going to eat my lunch in the library with my friends, like a fucking nerd and make fun of the kids, uh, you know, writing jokes about them. So I think I, I formed a clique out of necessity to protect myself. And And now you're like, okay. And then what happened was then I, you know, after school, even though I went to an all boys school after school was the theater program. And the girls from our sister schools came to the campus to do the theater with us. And I was very popular in the theater program. That's where I was the cool kid. And I formed my little clique with all the popular girls. Um, And maybe that was another reason why I was protected. And I formed a clique with all the – so they were in my clique. In fact, I I, I learned the word clique because the other kids – Hated me uh, in the in the theater program and referred to me and my girlfriend as the click. That's how I even learned the word. And um, and so what happens is I wasn't well. It's there's an episode of Thirty Rock where Tina Fey it has to go back to her high school for a reunion. And she's telling Jack Donaghy that she doesn't want to go back because she was bullied. But when he finally forces her they go back, it turns out Tina Fey was the bully. And I think that's sort of my high school experience, where I think I was seen sort of by the other theater kids as the bully because of the click. um, But I I think this is a direct result of what happened to me at that all-boys high school. So... This is like this is what most of the written stuff was about. What I will say is how this carries over to this week. Is last week on the RDI and well, art on the previous episode. Now last week's two weeks ago, two episodes ago on the RDR live episode, we saw gay people acting like mean girls. Okay, I shouldn't say that they saw me as a bully. I think that the other theater kids would say it was a mean girl. And so I recognized a lot of myself in what Don, Q, and Amanda were doing to Plasma. And I think that's why I reacted so viscerally to what they were doing to Amanda. On the other hand, last week, what we saw with Megami really affected me viscerally because... Again, and here's the deal, and, and I'm I'm saying this right now, it, with all honesty, like I said, I was never bullied, and I think, by just sheer luck, and I was never chosen last for anything. Uh, not that I was chosen first, I was just always solidly in the middle. So, but, you know, my biggest fear would be to be chosen last. I think I would freak the fuck out. I think I would have a reaction like Megami, I'm not even being funny. And I think that's why I connected so well with Megami, because being chosen last, and maybe it's dumb that I'm saying this, might be one of my biggest fears, because I always had this fear of being the other. And so that's the dichotomy of being a gay person, the dichotomy of we are both the other, the reject, the person who's chosen last for whatever reason... But when we are in a position where we are in our own little group, we can also be the mean girl. We can also be clicky. And I think that's something that if I'm being honest and personally uh, forthcoming here, it's something I've struggled with myself in that if you think about it, Afterthought Media is its own little click. Afterthought media is a way for me to protect myself and surround myself with people who, which I feel comfortable and I'm the boss and I'm the leader and I feel uh, affirmed. But when I go out to West Hollywood for, because I'm fat, because I'm Latino, well, not Latino, because I'm fat, because I'm quote unquote old, um, there is very much, because I'm ugly, there's a sense of otherness you know, I feel other when I'm specifically in West Hollywood. West Hollywood specifically. I feel, and by the way, West Hollywood's known as an awful place. With most gays. Even people who say they're not from West Hollywood, they they are. And because I feel this otherness when I'm there, I know what Megami's feeling like. Because I feel that when I'm in West Hollywood or where I'm in a place where it's supposed to be like you're supposed to look a certain way or act a certain way or be a certain way and I think it can be really hard when you're gay and I'm sure if I had another person here I could really explore this in a deeper way but what I'm saying is I have felt Megami's pain and I have felt the villainy the beha- that be- villainous behavior and where it comes from with Don Q and um, Amanda and I think we as gay people, maybe this is a topic we'll keep exploring. It's, a, it's something that we have to learn to see in ourselves because I've noticed gay people are very good at tearing down other gay people. Um, you know, one of the things, you know, when Robert and I were planning the episode, I, I said I wanted to talk a little bit about this. And I really wanted to talk about this with Robert. Be, well,. I think I still will talk about it with Robert. We'll bring it up again next week with Robert. Because I don't want to put words in Robert's mouth and force him to defend himself. But I do have specific issues to bring up with Robert. And... I'm trying to think of... It sounds like I'm crying, but I'm really, like... I don't wanna be, you know, beat this topic to death. So it'll only be a brief mention with Robert. But essentially, you know, a lot of times we see the drag queens on Elimination Day having these dramatic mirror moments that they're confessing to all sorts of things. In front of the mirror, whether it be a time that they were neglected, ignored, abandoned, abused, um, they they bear their souls in front of the mirror as they do their makeup. And I think what I'm advocating is that we as gay people, and I think this will be a continuous topic that we revisit as we see evidence of it here and there on this show and on UK versus the world too. I think. It's time that we, as gay people, as a collective community, take our own collective hard look in the mirror.